Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Bean, and I'm so excited to be with Kat Falcone today. So I know Kat because we work together. We're not on the same floor in the Ken Garf building, but I'm so happy that our work allows us to rub shoulders every now and again. And I'd just like to ask you, because I know a few tidbits about you as a mom, um, your expertise in media, um, but tell me, how did you land in this chair beside me today? I think there was a lot of arm twisting. Oh, you're one of those, huh? <laughs> no, uh, so it's really interesting. Um, I came to the Ken Garf Group about three years ago okay. uh, from a prior agency of nine years and prior to that, another agency. So um, my path has been very, uh, I've been very lucky in my career path. I have had uh, a lot of opportunities uh, come before me and yeah. it's been it's been a blessing because it's it's definitely been a hard road but I think that I've made a really uh, smart choice with a lot of the opportunities in front of me and then I've also had a lot of support at home and it's been it's been a heck of a ride so to say where being here right now uh, there's been it's there, there's been a couple of loopholes that I've had to jump through. I was just going to say, you know what I want to go back to is tell me a little bit about the hard road. Yeah. Well, uh, so, okay. So I went to the University of Utah. Go Utes. Go Utes. We love uh, that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, when I graduated, you know, like most graduates, they have no idea what they're going to do. Thank you. Yes. I felt the same way. Well, and the thing <laughs> is I changed my major three times, four times. I can't even remember. Are you still doing what you graduated? I graduated in organizational communication with an emphasis on marketing. So, so you're nailing it. I'm not doing anything <laughs> like the social work degree I, I, I earned after four years, yeah. but, but at least you have that, that knowledge. So in right. case it, one of these just, days, yeah, just in case, just in case. Yeah. No, but then from there, it's like, I literally looked at the classifieds. Yes. That's kind of aging me, but I looked at the paper and it was like, what am I going to do? In the physical paper the you're physical talking about. <laughs> paper. Yes. And I was just going through line by line. Like I have no idea. And marketing, there was this one group that said marketing. I'm like, I can market. That's what I, I that's what my degree's in. And, uh, I ended up going to this place and I was like a government specialist for their multimedia packaging firm. It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> And it was a very conservative company, and they had me, as one of my interview processes, um, do a big presentation. Well, yeah. at the time, I'm working at Uinta Brewing in their marketing department. Oh. So I did a whole presentation on how to make beer. I love that. In Utah? Yeah. Well, and I think one of them was a bishop. And so I had, <laughs> I don't know, I mean, and there was, it was all men, and it was like eight men in one room, and I'm presenting how to make beer from scratch. Right. And... <laughs> I got hired and then I got <laughs> hired and I was in this position. I'm like, 
I don't even know what I'm doing. Like nobody, it was, I would, it was a, I was supposed to help them with government certifications, 8A certifications, um, hub zone certifications so they can get all these different contracts because it was a minority owned company. Okay. And um, luckily I knew a little bit about that because my parent, my dad and his wife worked in government forever getting contracts. And so I, I knew enough to be dangerous, but not enough to like, <laughs> really have a job title. A little reckless shouldn't yeah. be trusted yet. No, no. So, um, so I worked that for a little bit. Uh, it was actually funny the day uh, that, um, what, what is it? Uh, oh, my God, I can't even think of it. Oh, 9-11 oh, happened. Yeah. I was supposed to go up to Hill Air Force Base that morning. Oh. And my boss, God bless him, he was just like, okay, well, that's over. You need to get back to work. It's like, you don't understand <laughs> <laughs> what just happened here. So, um, so needless to say, that was a very short-lived um, piece <laughs> of my career. Yeah. yeah. But from there I, I got into media. Um, I remember one morning I was going to work and there was a radio remote and I'm like, that looks so much better than what I'm doing. <laughs> so is it still in marketing? Yeah. Cause I could still, do that. It's still in marketing. <laughs> so, um, from there I went in, I got into radio. I was lucky enough to, uh, do that for a couple of years. And then I realized I really suck at sales. Like I am horrible at it. There was no that way. That surprises me actually. Well, I was young, and I didn't, and, 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 and it was back in the day, too, where you literally got a phone book. Oh, and, they're like, and you just went down, not a lot of personal touches no. along the way, or relationships being built. No, it's just like yeah. you call, you cold call, cold call, cold call until you can get in the door. Once you get in the door, you present anything you can to them, and then you do all this work, and then they still say no. And, and you and cross your fingers. Yeah. And so, I mean, after a couple of, like, $200 paychecks, I decided to... <laughs> quit. They were very nice to me. They were very they, nice to me. They allowed you to quit. They allowed me to quit so I could get unemployment. Oh, and I, like um, I got into, I, I had a just, it was again, a great opportunity. A girlfriend of mine was leaving and she was working for, and it was all through college connections, but she was leaving and she was like, Hey, I know you did radio. This is kind of like radio, but it's media buying. Okay. Would you be interested? And I said, well, I'll, I'll come and see. I don't really know. Well, the, my track record isn't good <laughs> choosing for myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went to um, interview and it, it was just the sweetest, kindest man I've ever met. And he was hard on you. I mean, he was definitely hard yeah. on you. But um, he gave me an opportunity and he was willing to teach me how to be a media buyer. And he, he said, you have some good foundations. I'm going to I'd like to take you in and hire you and teach you how to do this. And it was the best opportunity. I, we, we call him the school of Joel. It yeah. was, uh, Joel Moore, he, he's not, a, he's actually retired. It was Media Max. It was a, it was a media buying firm. Okay. And he took me in and he taught me everything he knew and good, bad, or indifferent. We, we all learned together and it was those kind of opportunities that I look back on. It's like, if he never hired some right person who had absolutely no idea what they were doing and give them, you know, at least an opportunity to learn, yeah. I would have never had I would, I wouldn't be in this chair. Basically. Right. So tell me, what do you think he saw in you? Um, you know, it's really interesting. I know it didn't hurt that I was in the same sorority as his daughter, uh, which I, I connections know are big. Connections are a big deal. Um, but it was, uh, I think the fact that I'm not afraid of a challenge and he saw that in me and, yeah. and that I'm willing to kind of put myself out there and, 
do whatever it takes to figure out whatever project he puts in front of me. And so I think yeah. that was a it was an opportunity for him because he needed to grow as well. And so it, yeah, I think it worked out on both ends. That's such good news. Yeah. What do you think the um, the biggest challenge has been that you've overcome? And you can as a mother <laughs> in media, um, well, it's as funny. a woman. I think all three of them are really yeah. hard. Are, are, are big jobs. I don't, I don't think they under, people don't understand how difficult it is, especially in the world that we live in, to be a mom mm -hmm. first, a, a working mom, and then the breadwinner. And it's just all of these different uh, responsibilities are very, uh, they're heavy. They are. And so you have to have broad shoulders. And sure. so you you learn to juggle, um, not to mention, oh, a marriage that you're trying to figure out. You know, <laughs> it's still, you're still married, you know. <laughs> oh, and right. Then, and then you have your boss over here who doesn't understand why you have to take off early to pick up your daughter from school. Yeah. And it's like, well, I know you have a wife for that. <laughs> I am my definition my, as a wife and mother is different than yeah, maybe what you're used yeah, to. I'm, it's my response. You know, I, I've, I'm happy that you have everything figured out. But I, <laughs> I, I, it's a, it's been a challenge. I mean, you know, it, for the most part, I've worked in a very male-dominated. Yeah, society. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, it seems especially early in your career. Oh, absolutely. You were stepping up right in front of a bunch of men mm -hmm. and trying to work your way in. Yeah, that's exactly it. And the funny thing is, is you have to be more confident than you feel. So mm -hmm. the fake it till you make it, I think yes. was just basically every day it, it felt like for quite some time. Yes. Because if you're confident and, and you pretend like you know what you're doing, <laughs> they leave you alone, which is great because right. at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I knew I could figure it out. I just needed the time. Um, sure. But yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been tricky. I, um, I know that not everybody has had it as, I, I've definitely had some windows that have opened and doors that have opened yeah. for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely not complaining like poor me, but it's been, it's been tricky. I mean, I've even, um, it's been an interesting ride where you deal with a lot of additional pressures you don't you don't plan on. Sure. You don't know exist until you're standing right on the doorstep of it. Right. Well, and at one of my agencies that I worked at a million years ago, obviously, um, I was the first one to get pregnant at their oh. agency. They're like, do we even have a maternity plan? Do we allow pregnancy here? Do we? Do we do? <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding you. It was at the Christmas party and he's like, I don't even know if we have a maternity plan. What do we do with this? Like, and uh, <laughs> you're like, that's my so, question too. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, and it was, I, I mean, my, I worked until the day my water broke in the parking lot of the agency. Oh my gosh. And I was only off six weeks. Oh my gosh. And I was back to work. So, um, we've shared a few stories. Mm -hmm. I have, my youngest son is 16 and your daughter is 16, right? 15. Almost 15, 16. almost 16. Yes. And constantly bothering me about driving. Oh my gosh. Oh, right. We, we, we've been to the DMV <laughs> ourselves <laughs> and it's, and you lived, I, I, so I, you, I, I I'm here to tell. Yes, promising. exactly. Exactly. What do you, um, what do you think, how would your daughter describe you? If you weren't in the room, what do you think she tells her friends about who you are and what you mean to her? Um, well, I'd like to think that I'm, I'm someone that she can look up to and respect. Mm -hmm. uh, she knows right out of the gate that I would do anything for her. 
So I, I'm not sure how she describes me uh, to her friends. I think I'm the one mom who cares about yeah. all the kids. Because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of kids out there whose parents are MIA. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's we're probably one of the last couples that her of her friends that are still married you know i mean yeah, i understand that yeah are divorced mm -hmm. and they have different priorities now that they're have a new spouses or new step family blending step, mm -hmm. yeah which is is understandable i mean i came from a, a step family as, yeah you know a lot of different marriages and uh, i understand that side of it so i think i'm a little bit more empathetic when i see it with these girls and and um, I'm always the first one to be like, hey, did everybody eat today? <laughs> my, Isn't that the case? Yeah. yeah. She's, she always tells me, mom, you've got to stop momming my friends. I'm like, I know, but they need help. <laughs> I'm a mommer of friends myself. Good. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I were to ask myself the question that I just asked you, right. I one of the things I hope my kids say about me is that I was welcoming and that I opened my doors um, to our home and invited anyone in who needed a safe, warm place to be. And I know we've done that in a few different scenarios. Really? And um, it makes me think of your the word you used earlier, which is empathy. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes um, there's a lack of that and an inability to understand where someone else is coming from. And um, what think, are your thoughts on that? Well, I think society as a whole has just become super selfish and yeah. and very much about me and what I want and mm -hmm. not necessarily about the person next to them. Um, if there is anything I can do to help change that and be a little bit softer to maybe some of these kids who don't get that, I think it's... Yeah, I think it's a little thing to do, and it's it's absolutely you know probably one of the more important things that happened to them. Hopefully, right? Right. You you always want to be uh, the person that they can come to no matter what. Sure. And it doesn't matter who it is, whether right. it's one of my employees or if it's my daughter or it's one of my daughter's friends or you know I mean I always want to make sure that that's well known. Yeah. You know I. <laughs> I'm a little controlling, yes, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I am willing to help you hand over fist. Like, I will do right. whatever it takes to make sure that everybody is okay um, on yeah. multiple levels. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good quality. Such a good quality. It's a it's a hard quality. Right. Because you feel like a doormat sometimes. Sure. Because you feel like you're giving and giving and giving. And, and when giving. is it my turn to receive? Right. And But you don't like to feel that way because right. then you feel bad about right. being like, well, when is it my now turn? Now I'm just demanding. <laughs> yeah. Now it's all about me. And then it, it, it kind makes, of turns the table. Yeah. It makes me think about how you described um, your experience early on in your career as this fake it till you make it. Um kind of exude confidence, even if it doesn't exist inside of you. Mm -hmm. And yet there's this true need in your life. And I feel it too, to be soft, right. You know, and to be, to be welcoming, um, maybe a doormat at times, you know, and waiting for your turn to come back. Right. Well, and at, and at the same time too, I think a doormat's a horrible term. That's I know. Well, my well husband, we should come up with something, we should what come up with something different, but it? I think it's a, I think it's somebody who gets taken advantage of with their kindness. I think there's a sure. lot of people and I, and I've been talking to my daughter a lot about this, uh, that there's are there are givers and there's takers. Yes. And, and I find myself giving way more than I take. Sure. And there's always going to be those people who surround you that are willing to take whatever you're giving. Right. Without 
a thank you without anything and it's very draining and so I always try to tell my daughter when we when we notice this because I've been it's, I'm trying to help myself do better. <laughs> but it's like when you notice it um stop giving and see what happens right and it makes me think of something that I think is the differentiator and moves me away from that doormat term and that's self-awareness right right and it's the ability to say I want to give freely and I feel like I have my cup full enough that I can do so. Right. But I also want to be aware enough to know that when I'm giving too much, how 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 I've I've crossed a boundary for myself. Well, and it's not always easy to see. Sure. And it's usually, you know, hindsight. Right. Too, right? This is learning always, and growing. Learning it is and growing. Always hindsight because yeah. you're like only if I knew right then I would have stopped it. I should have never done that. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I think it's um I think it's a good thing to be self-aware, but I also want to you know, I also want to make sure that with the kindness that I'm trying to exude um and teach my yeah. daughter. I also want to let her know that it's okay to say no and it's okay to be strong and it's and don't feel like you have to do anything you don't want to do. I yeah. mean, and I don't think that was ever taught to me as a child. Like and especially never as a set out and and not very not said out loud. Right. And that's my experience too. I think it was um you know, maybe maybe hoped for, right? <laughs> but not really practiced. So it's a whole new style of role modeling, I feel, than what I received as a child. Well, and I think there's, especially, and again, I sound so old, but it's like with the internet and all the uh, information that they're exposed to at such a young age, yeah, they, uh, they're they so much more mature. Oh. It's just crazy. Like, We've asked them to be older than they are time and time again. Right. But then there's other times where I watch her and I'm going, okay, at 15, I was basically, because I had younger siblings, I was taking care of everything. I was had a job. I had all this stuff. And I yeah. look at her and she can't remember to take her cup out of her backpack. I'm going, right. <laughs> Like, am I teaching them everything? Yeah, I, need I don't to think know? I am. I think there's a big like I'm trying to teach them all of this stuff, and it's like, but like basic common sense is just lacking. Like, oh my gosh! Right? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but they're good people. They're good kids. Yeah, we're, we're gonna be fine. I know. I know. Right? That's that's the mantra I keep saying too. What do you think? Um, what do you think about? the choices you've made so far, is there any one that stands out that was, that pivoted you into the direction you're in right now? Big or small. Sometimes I think the little choices that I make along the way made a huge difference. Well, and it's, and you know, it's funny because there are moments that you look back on again, hindsight yeah. that you go, well, if I only did this, um, but so, um, my one, I was at an agency and, uh, they had just hired a new uh, media director. So I was just a buyer. Okay. Gotcha. And, uh, they hired a new media director and she was a very interesting woman <laughs> to the point where I did not agree with her policies. I did not like the way she treated people. I, oh. she was a very much, I'm going to make people cry and it makes me feel good. A kind of gives a me power. Yes. And I demand respect, uh, not, not, not earning, not it. earning it. And so right out of the gate, I just did not care for this woman. Right. Right. And instead of taking the high road and be like, Hey, 
you know, maybe we should grab some coffee. I don't under, you know, maybe I don't feel Let's like we're chat more. <laughs> yeah. No, it was the, I'm going to ignore her and I'm going to talk behind her back and I'm going to do this. Well, needless to say. Did it go well? No, no, it didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well. So um, I was maybe asked to not be a buyer at that uh, oh, maybe. agency after a little bit. And, uh, hindsight that's what I looked at it it's like oh maybe I should have been not at the time it's taken many years sure sure some maturity uh, some maturity but like maybe I should have been the bigger person and done something but at the same time when I left that career or left that one agency uh, I was actually interviewing another with another agency and they were just trying to get a feel of where I was at in my career and I said well actually <laughs> Huh, I'm no longer with this agency <laughs> and it took about two days and they made me an offer. So I was oh. technically really unemployed for like a week, which yeah. is crazy and scary and scary, but not really because it was one of those things where it, it wasn't my job performance. It was right. a, it was a personality. Sure. And so it, it never really affected my career because they could look and see everything I had done for that sure. agency. And so not to say that you should always be insubordinate to your boss, <laughs> but um, I think there's a there's a, a lesson to be learned that you need to stand your ground. I mean, if you don't sure. agree with them, and maybe not to the immature stance that I did, <laughs> but I think if there's something that you don't agree with or that you see that's wrong, I don't think it's I don't think there's anything wrong with standing up for saying, "Hey, this is not okay for me." Yeah, and and and, and you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, right? It actually opened up a huge door for me, and I became um, very much more advanced in my career mm -hmm. because of that yeah. situation. So again, I mean, it's been very serendipitous. My my career path, uh, when one door closes, another, another one, one opens, opens. And, and every time it's opened, it's been just, I pinch myself. Right. So. Well, and I think about the choices, and this example is one that definitely, where you're grateful that you didn't get what you wanted, yes. what you set out for. And I think it's an, an excellent example of, of learning, mm -hmm. failing fast and moving forward. Yes. So learning and without that opportunity and without making that choice to address that situation like you did, you wouldn't know where you stood. Right, right? exactly. Well, and the funny thing is too, um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, when I left, I was devastated. And yeah. I'm like, what am I gonna what do? What have I done? Yeah. yeah. And, um, I, again, my support at home had was always concrete. Like he said, and my, my, I have to give my husband a lot of credit here because he's always been very much my cheerleader. Yeah. He's, he's like, you got this. You don't even have to worry about it. It's, you have so much knowledge and you have all of these things going for yeah. you that you just need to go forward. Right. Just stop. Cause I would, I would, I'd sit and I'd sulk and he's like, you got this. This is, and he just like list my attributes of why right. I need to not dwell on this current situation. Just push forward. Right. And, and, and he's been, he's been really, um, a big, a big part of why I am who I am today. I mean, ever since when we were in college, I mean, that's how long we've been married. <laughs> oh, I love knowing that. And, um, yeah, he met me on my, maybe my fifth year of college. <laughs> and he's like, so are you going to graduate <laughs> anytime soon? And so he was the, he put me on the fast track, like, Hey, let's, let's set goals here. Let's get things moving yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been, he's been one that's been, you know, super, um, 
just super supportive my entire it's important entire to know life. who who those people are in your life yeah Kat I have loved getting to know more about you and who and what you're about and yes yeah, I know right nice. it has been good <laughs> I wish we could carry it on over coffee but thanks again um Kat for um sharing what you bring to women who succeed in this conversation this morning thanks so much thanks Jennifer you bet Thank you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.